When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by betonline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Welcome back to the Winning Plays podcast. With Brian, Rob, and Michael Pina, I'm Rich Levine. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Thursday's trade between the Nets and the Hawks and how that affects Kyrie Irving. We're going to look at the success the Raptors have had with Kawhi Leonard and how that affects the Celtics' pursuit of Anthony Davis. But first, as always, we will ask you to please subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you listen. We're going to shout out to CLNS Media for hosting the pod. Shout out to betonline.ag for sponsoring the pod. And guys, we're going to quickly move into the conversation here to kick things off on Wednesday afternoon. Danny Ainge met with the media. B-Rob, is this the first time that Danny has spoken since uh, since the playoffs? Correct. Since uh, his unfortunate uh, health incident. But Danny is back. And he met with the media on Wednesday afternoon, and our resident Celtics beat writer, Brian Robb, we believe saved the press conference with his final question. Uh, B. Robb, why don't you take it from here? Set the scene for us a little bit. I mean, I think that's overstating it. Um, it was a, <laughs> I don't think it so. Was, it was a media press conference, uh, 20 minutes long. But uh, yeah, the, the, the final question um, of the presser, uh, which I was able to sneak in, was me essentially asking Danny, you know, what's you know, the draft is coming up here. You guys are going to have to make some big decisions at the draft. Uh, you know, how are you guys going to weigh the risk reward of, you know, trading for a guy that could walk away? I, again, did it as generally as possible, but it was pretty clear cut that I'm talking about Anthony Davis um, with the Celtics obviously not knowing what Kyrie's intentions were. And, and Danny, to his credit, <laughs> responded, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> Fair. Good poker face. Good poker face. <laughs> Classic Danny. Um, but then he did go into uh, a bit more thing, thing. quote, I understand, uh, but it depends. There's always risk in making deals. We're not afraid of risk. We made a risk by trading for Kyrie, and no matter what happens with Kyrie, I'll never regret that. You just move on to the next deal. And that was, I don't know if a fitting way to end the press conference, Um that should have been the start of the press conference. Yeah, it I'm should upset. have. But people, we were worried about Danny's health. So sure. there's a lot of Very questions important. about Danny's health, which is yes. good. But he's been back on the job. And I, I, I do feel for a stress level right now on the job. Um, since sure. uh, the what we talked to, I mean, when we will get more into the press conference later, but just the, it wasn't a an optimistic tone about Kyrie during the press conference, to say the least. And that was before the, the Nets-Hawks trade. Exactly. And, and I, I mean, the vibe, I don't know if it'd be Rob, if you've been in contact with anyone over there, but 
it's not a good feeling after that. I, I don't. I mean, and I think we all agree. And I think the last time we spoke about it, we were all just a, a right around fifty percent. I think yeah. that was probably a little bit higher that he was going to come back. But if we if we play the one to ten game right now, I mean, it's Kyrie, so you never want to assume too much. But I'm I'm like a two right now. That's yeah, a hard two. Two's generous. Yeah, it's two's a little generous. generous. No, two's, two's feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. So that is uh, that's a. It's a situation where, I mean, yeah, like you can just, the, the question was posed, not just, you know, we don't know what Kyrie's doing, but Chris Forsberg asked another question, like, hey, did, you know, you guys can make changes to the roster here. Is there anything you guys can do to get Kyrie to change his mind? And Danny's answer to that was, I don't know. And I think that kind of says it all right there, Mike, in terms of where things are at with Kyrie at this stage of the game. Maybe, but even if he knew, he's not going to tell you, right? <laughs> like... There's well, only so much you can glean from these pressers, but I, I do want to just say that, like, from what I gleamed, the last question is really the only, th- like, I watched it right before we started recording, and uh, I think that his answer to your question, B-Rob, is, like, the most telling in the verbiage he used of on to the next deal, and, uh, like, I, I, he he spoke about Kyrie in past tense. It seemed to me like Kyrie is, is gone, and... We should probably just go over real quick the the particulars of the trade that the Brooklyn Nets made yesterday and all the rumors and why we feel the way we do. But I I, I think when he said on to the next deal, I mean it's 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 this is it, like it's Anthony Davis and I think that they're going to maintain their aggression in, in trying to get him and and they should. The question is, do they get more aggressive now? And I guess we're going to talk about that a little bit too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that. The question is how. How far do you go here? It, this is crunch time right now. We're you know, recording this on Friday, June 7th. The, the NBA draft is two weeks away. I would be absolutely floored if he's not dealt by draft night. Like that is for a whole host of reasons. Um, mostly the fact that there's going to be serious draft compensation involved in the, in the trade, I would imagine, no matter who, where Davis goes. So um, this, is, this is the time to you know, figure out again in that front office and, you know, what, where you draw the line in the sand. And honestly, we haven't talked about this much, but like how you, how you even construct the roster around Davis, um, you know, cause you're obviously going to need a ton of supplemental moves there. If you get them. My view is, is it's Tatum. We should probably be, we should probably continue to view this as Tatum would be a part of the deal and they would risk losing him for Davis. And then, look, I guess the question is, do you think you can win the championship or get to the finals with Davis, Horford, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown? Jalen assume Jalen would probably yeah. be a part and Marcus Smart would, would not be on the team, or at least we could say one of them will be around, but not both. So Terry Rozier is your point guard. Terry Rozier is your point guard, or you can make some other maybe there's some other move to make. Terry Rozier is not my point guard. Yeah, this is probably another move to make to to shore I'll, up that position. I'll be honest. I mean and we'll have to see what happens, right? We have to see like who it, we, we think that Kyrie's probably going to end up with the Nets. Although we said that, betonline.ag has the Knicks as the favorites right now. But I guess we have to see like what the Nets would maybe look like if KD ends up there. Like That's tough. But when you, if, if you break it down just as the starters, Terry, 
Jalen, Gordon, Anthony Davis, and Al Horford. That that gets me excited. Yeah. Um, you bring Mook off the bench. He'll be back in that in, in that situation. I believe. Yeah. No, if you're going for it, you're bringing Mook back. Um, but do you need? I don't know, Rich. I mean, you're not that we should focus too much on Ontario, but I feel like you. I want maybe more of a distributor in as a, a point guard there. Um, yeah, and I guess the maybe Gordon is, is some. You know, we we talked about that a little bit. That was more of the second team, but yeah, because Marcus Marcus it, that that would be ideal. That's right. not going to happen. But you, so you don't think that Terry has it in him to be that guy? Um, I just don't think he's a great natural passer. I think that's just one of the weaknesses in his game. Um, and Jalen's not. We established. And Jalen's not too <laughs> exactly. So I I think again based on how last year went. You know, I feel like and another takeaway from this press conference is, you know, Danny, to his credit, admitting a lot of, you know, you know, lessons learned from the year and the fact that the buy-in that everyone thought would eventually come around never came around. And some guys, he thinkled out, Gordon and Jalen as two guys who handled things well, but you could tell the names he didn't mention there as, you know, speak for themselves. So One specifically, I thought. Who was the, who's the guy that jumps out for you? That he didn't mention. I mean, I think Terry's an obvious one. Then obviously Tatum wasn't mentioned either. Tatum for me. Because you, you would have thought, even if necessary, he didn't totally believe it, that maybe he would just want to throw Jason in that category just because of what he represents for the future. But that was a that was a sort of glaring omission. I'm not so totally surprised by it, but that was a kind of a glaring omission for me. Was that an Andrew Wiggins Sports Illustrated level omission for you, Rich? <laughs> oh, oh, that's that. Oh, in the in LeBron's letter, is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, I would never compare Danny Ainge to LeBron, but um, I would I wouldn't do him like that. But yeah, I. I it, but yeah, it was just interesting because he 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 said he would just be the guy that you would just automatically your brain would go to, but. Um, but did he ever? But clearly, did he, he didn't think that he was uh, excelled in his role. I, like, he didn't. Yeah. yeah, but he so, didn't. Like, did he even have to? I mean, not to defend. I don't know if I'm defending anyone here, but just defending the lack of mention here. But Tatum never had to sacrifice anything. Anyway, like, like Jalen and Gordon went to the bench, so it makes sense that they were singled out. Mm. They obviously were singled out for other reasons, but I could see that not being an intentional, you know, stab at. Um, Tatum, as opposed to like Terry, who obviously went from the bench to went from this a starting role to the bench. Yeah, but if yeah, you're Tatum, t- if you're Tatum, you are like comparatively uh, sacri- Like if he looks across when he's talking to the other guys in his draft class, the other young players around the league who were drafted by who were drafted really high up to teams that are not good and have much higher usage. Like he's probably in his head still like, I, w- I should get more shots and stuff like that. So I think in his head, like there was a lot of sacrifice last season, but definitely compared to Gordon and Jalen, it's not on the same level. Just uh, a, a bit of a, of a bright side of, of all this. When, when you just made that last point, Pina, I was thinking about the two guys that were picked before Tatum. And just as a Celtics fan, it would make you feel pretty good. Because mm. <laughs> those are the two guys that he maybe would not <laughs> have any reason to speak to. Yeah, that's true. Um, Fair, fair point. Uh, so I think, like, just in discussing the AD conundrum here, I think the two questions that are really key are, you know, should the Celtics do this? And regardless of Kyrie, because now we're 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 all in the same camp that Kyrie is basically gone. Um, and can they do it? And so, I mean, I think. <clears throat> I mean, the can is yes. The can should. Well, let's start with this. What what does it look like if they don't? So the biggest thing to me, if they don't, 
the biggest worry I would have if I'm Danny Ainge uh, and, the, and the rest of that front office is, like, do you, what, what's going on with Al Horford? Because if you, if Al wants to win and he decide he says, you know, I need, you need to tell me how we're going to be better next year. And your plan is, well, Kyrie's going to walk and we don't want to give up enough for ADs, but we're going to sign a great guy for the mid-level. Um, and he says, I'm good. Then that's almost enough incentive for me to go after AD so I don't lose Horford too. I don't know if you, is that, I think that do you Horford, think that's related I, I, at all? I think that he will, I think that Horford would consider opting in in that situation and yep. not opting out because he gets the huge payday and then he enters free agency. What is, I think he'll be 34, right? Um, he enters free agency in a summer where pretty much everybody's going to have a lot of cap space. That's, a, that's number one, because the 2016, the summer of 2016, when the, the cap spiked and all the, all the most bad contracts were dished out, like basically all of those come off the books. And there's no other stars, really, besides Davis and Draymond Green who are on the market. So if I was Horford, I would just opt in and be like, okay, we'll roll it back. Tatum year three, Jalen again, Gordon's going to be healthy. Uh, the East is wide open, no LeBron. Uh the Warriors are probably depleted. Like, this is whatever. We'll start clean slate and let's go. Um, Kyrie gone. Don't have to worry about that. He'll opt in and then he'll take it from there at a one-year basis. That's what, I, that's what I would actually assume he would do, honestly. That's funny. You say, you say no LeBron. And I know, but like, right now, if given a choice, and I know we, we don't even know what, we don't know what Kawhi is going to do. Like, maybe there's a chance he stays in the East. But if, if you were given a choice, who would you rather face off against for the next five years, or go through to get to the finals, Kawhi or LeBron? Well, next five years, that's not really a question. But no, fine, next, next, two, three, next two years. I don't know. I don't want to throw dirt on LeBron just because of this one bad. So your answer is Kawhi. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kawhi, who might and probably still is, regardless, go to the Los Angeles Clippers. But. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But um, does Horford influence your guys' decision though, at all? Like, do you? Because I feel like he's not going to leave the Celtics in the dark here, either way. Like Kyrie, like he, I'm sure they're talking now. Danny fed in this presser that a long term deal with Al is a priority for them. So they're clearly, you know, trying to be like, all right, we're going to give you some years. You're going to take twenty million a year or whatever it takes. But maybe he's still like, all right, but like, what are we doing here? I don't really know what the point is of doing that from the Celtics perspective, honestly, if they're rebuilding like like and you're not really trying It's assets, baby. Assets. <laughs> like he still has value, even at thirty five years old. But even if you're like like quote unquote rebuilding, if if your core is Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both of whom we we have to assume will improve next year, whether it's just Kyrie not being there or just, just maturity and all that. And that, that that's a, at least a playoff team, right? Yeah, but I know, but like, and not that you want to start sacrificing the future to like for some pie in the sky, like yeah, we're going to do it this year kind of thing. But I, but it's just it's just a it's not quite like a total rebuild, I guess. It would be just such a like I if I worked for the Celtics or whatever, I just could not mentally get to a place where. You go to the Eastern Conference Finals, you miss all these threes, you miss out on a chance to go to the finals, and then you have all these expectations coming into the season, it's a disaster, so 
like I just I couldn't mentally take the step back and be like okay and like get excited about anything less than a chance of winning it all that's right. that's just like I I could not do that and that's kind of why that's why they're gonna get ad <laughs> that's why well that's why I I just think that they like I believe the reports that they will be aggressive regardless of 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 what Kyrie Irving wants to do and I also. I think that when you look at what happened with the Toronto Raptors, obviously it's a very it's a very different situation with a different star and uh, a different supporting cast and and everything. But my take right now in the entire NBA landscape for everyone who wants to win a championship is that it's basically a lightning in the bottle era. And assuming that Kevin Durant leaves. Um, and the Warriors no longer exist. I already mentioned LeBron not being in the East and not even necessarily being a formidable foe in terms of just a, a lock to get to the finals. Like anyone who has a top uh, top five, borderline top five, top six, whatever player has a shot. So if you have AD, you have a shot. And that's why I think that they will do this regardless of what is what is to come after if he should leave. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. And it is just such a, it's a crazy thought. I mean, losing Kyrie and then potentially trade Tatum and, and whatever else. But that's just the league now. I mean, every team deal is dealing with this. The, mm, the Warriors are dealing ex- with it. Not to that extent, though. Like, I mean, the Kawhi deal it is to, you know, the, the Raptors took the gamble on Kawhi, but that was a much easier gamble to make in terms of the lightning in the bottle thing because, you're giving up a guy you probably wanted to give up, you know, wanted a fresh start from anyway. And DeRozan, Tatum is a whole different animal. We don't know what Tatum is yet. And Smart is like the heart and soul of your team. And Plus a, a pretty decent pick, we're assuming. Right. So that is like, I agree with you, Mike, in terms of the the necessity of like, you, this this front office is never... They're they're after championships. They're not after being like, oh, let's have a fun team to watch that everyone wants to root for, and it's going to be a playoff team for years. Like, no, they want more than that, which is why the AD game will make sense. But um, you are paying a far heftier price than any of these previous trades for. No, I, I, that's fair. That that's definitely fair. Um, I think when you talk about their like them being in for championships, it's not the like the perception of championships. It's not doing what it takes to get on the cover of SI at the beginning of the year, right? It's it's like what is going to put you in the best situation regardless of, of, of the media, regardless of any of the outside noise for the short term. But And I know you say you know it's kind of dangerous to build for the long term now just because this league is so crazy and it changes so much. Every summer, we, we don't think it can match itself, but it just gets crazier and crazier. So it's like what are you planning for when reality seems to change every single summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but it's also a matter of you know, putting yourself in a position in the in the position to catch the lightning when it arrives, and that's I guess what they've done, and and AD is it. So yeah, catch that and, lightning. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. but it's weird. But like, because when you say lightning, I, I and I guess he has the potential to be in and out. But I think of something that's very fleeting. But I, I think you're you're inve- you're taking a gamble on yourself, on your organization. I know Kyrie kind of, kind of put a, a damper on. I don't know if it's the confidence, but I just don't know if you can really even compare anyone to Kyrie Irving. That's fair. I mean, if you just look at, like, Howard Beck wrote a really good piece in Bleacher Report about stars, you know, you can b- build 
like a championship contender and you have a free agent superstar and it just like doesn't really even matter you know we have uh, Kawhi potentially leaving we have Kevin Durant potentially leaving obviously you know LeBron and Kyrie are different situations but it's just like with the short con- short term contracts and guys getting so much money from from their sneaker deals and not really being motivated by supermax incentives and it's just like you, you it, I, I just don't know how I, I just think going forward this league is is rapidly changing and we're seeing this trend where the most important players who decide championships are very unpredictable very volatile you can't really plan around them but you need them and so if you have an opportunity to get one you don't even know what I, I get obviously I'm very high on Tatum and and I love Marcus Smart and I love all that <clears throat> But like, if you want to win the title, I don't even I don't necessarily know if this league is under this CBA situated where you can replicate what the Golden State Warriors just did. I, like, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. And so, it might just like it if it might just be worth it instead to to go for it, like in a in a you know in a, in a it's not a, a, a perfect parallel, but the, in, a, in a 2011 Mavericks type of way, in a 2019 Raptors kind of way, instead of you know building an infrastructure that allows you to compete year in and year out for titles. That's just I, like ask me this. Ask me the, like bring this up to me in a, in a week, and I might completely change my mind about it. But that's just kind of what I've been thinking about, just looking at the league over the past few weeks, and 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 just kind of where things are going and with what things how things have been i mean trying to build like and this is not to their to fault that their mentality made sense but you know they were trying to have their cake and eat it too essentially like with the way they handled it this year in the sense of you know you're keeping all your young pieces and while concurrently trying to you know contend for a title they thought obviously there was enough to do that but they, it also seemingly, this may have been the, their one opportunity to do it, barring again, making the trade for AD. Because if, if you don't make the trade for AD, then I don't know, there's not a clear path back towards contention for this team. Um, there, there's hopes of obviously Tatum and Brown developing into perennial all-stars and Hayward coming back strong. And then you, maybe you keep the picks, make some good ones there and, you're back closer in a couple of years, but um, the odds I still think are kind of stacked against you there. It's tough because Katie is probably coming east. We're speaking in like, you know, we don't know exactly. None of this is certain, but Katie is probably coming east. Probably going to have another star with him wherever he goes, be it Kyrie, be it, I don't, I don't know, like jimmy or whoever um that's going to be a difficult team Giannis is going to be a difficult out joel Embiid and whatever is happening in philly is always going to be a difficult out like it's just the east is is it's really tough to get through you're not i don't, I, I don't know if if tatum will be developed like i just don't the, t- the timeline just might be really tricky is what i'm trying to say like i i just because sooner or later, like Tatum's gonna be a free agent, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like, and then you're just—it's just—I'm I'm, just—maybe I'm just really frustrated with the whole thing and just how everything has played out. But 
I would I I would be personally really surprised if they just did not do whatever they could to get Anthony Davis and kind of just you know I don't want to say like forget about the future but really prioritize the present over it. So speaking on on that level, B Rob, who are some of those like those mid level guys that, that that you mentioned? Like who who falls into that category? In terms of for what position are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, just to just say, who's, who, 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 but who are the best players available? You know, like what like what what kind of talent are are you finding with that? With that I mean, like you're looking at like I feel like Patrick Beverly type guys, like maybe a little bit better than that. The problem is. It's just they're all, not needle movers. They're not, you know, yeah, they're they're going to be. Well, AD is the needle mover. Yeah, it is. AD right. and, and a healthy Gordon, uh, those are those are your needle movers. Those are your two stars. All star, yeah. And you got you need, Al. Yeah, you need all star Gordon, which has been kind of a pivot point throughout all of this. I feel like, and then you need Jalen to make a humongous step, assuming that he's not in that deal. Right, yeah. and then you have, but you are you do have money then, right? A little bit to bring in. You can bring in a guy and like a good, you know, fourth or fifth option, like or a good bench guy. Like, I mean, you could bring in who knows. Like, I mean, JJ Redick will be around if they. Mm. I mean, he's probably going to stay there to be honest, actually, because they if they keep their free agents, then um, they're going to keep him too. But yeah, yeah like, <laughs> God. But yeah, like it's not. There's not a lot that you can do with $9 million, which I feel like is the problem in the sense because you have all these teams with, you know, massive cap room this summer and not even the ones. And obviously some of that's going to go to the max guys. But if some if those some of those max guys stay put, then you're going to have teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers, potentially whoever misses out, they're going to be throwing a lot of money at the next tier. And then you're looking at you know, close to scraps for mid-range money, which you can, you can, you can sell a guy in a bigger role. You'll be able to get, I think you'll be able to sell a guy on a starting point guard spot. And you, there's plenty of guys there with, with Beverly or Rubio or whoever else, you know, um, falls between the cracks there. But none of those guys is going to, you know, strengthen the case here too much. Right. And you got to hit on at least one of these draft picks, you would think. Although some of them would, no, would, would maybe be gone not, in this case, but yeah, you might not be picking. Yeah. Well, I do think if you're giving up Tatum, I'm fascinated. I mean, who do we think? Who do you think is going to go hardest after AD? Out of besides the Celtics here. Like, well, so there was a report today that the Clippers are not going to include Shea Gilgis Alexander in a trade, so so we they're can out. Rule them out. Right. Um, the Nets kind of took themselves out of it too, to a degree. I feel like. With their, trade. they just don't have any more picks really that are attractive to move. Actually, but they're, I think they're, they had two in the. Actually, I'm not 100 percent on that. But what are you gonna say, Birab? Yeah, like, dude, I'm kind of in. I mean, this is all up to David Griffin here, but like, if they offer the mother load of like, their, I don't expect them to do this, but like a package of Levert, Jared Allen, and like, D'Angelo in a sign and trade or Joe Harris, like. Well, D'Angelo's not. I don't know if D'Angelo's going to do that, but right. But like in theory, like that, that could. I mean, even Levert and Allen, like that's obviously it's no one's close to Tatum there, but like that's competitive. 
It's yeah. competitive. I don't know if they even... I, I shouldn't say that. Um, they would probably make that move and risk whatever, even if they locked Kyrie up on a five or a four-year deal. Um, I mean, they could do something... What if Durant will go there, too? And they just go get nuts and it's say, possible. we're signing Kyrie and Durant, and then we're going to trade for AD. <laughs> that's, that's possible. Um... Yeah, that's an interesting offer. Um, I think what the Knicks have is is interesting still. Uh, is that I, Knox and Robinson and and who and the pick DSJ? That... A lot of the uh, the third pick, and then they have um, some Dallas interesting picks. Dallas picks, which are underrated because, like, I think one of them is unprotected in twenty twenty one, right? 2021. Um, and we don't like nothing is guaranteed with that team. Like, you, know, that, you, you never know what could happen with 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 Chris Tapps and all that um, and his health. Um, that's an interesting asset. And then what's the one? Oh, the Lakers are the Lakers could get interesting if they moved uh, if they made a move where they acquired another top tier pick in this draft for someone like Lonzo. Because I think teams are looking. Teams need point guard. Need a point guard who have you know. There's the Bulls. There's the Suns. There's uh, like I could I could see them moving on from their first round pick and trying to get Lonzo. To be honest, so like that would be an interesting offer where you have the fourth pick and then you could throw in, you know, whatever, um, Kuzma and Ingram and whatever, and then two top six seven picks. That's pretty. That's a pretty interesting package. Yeah, but if you're David Griffin, don't you feel like you got to go for the best player that you can get? I just it just doesn't seem like a you know like a and not that these guys are are big think, players, but I think I, I haven't heard anyone that is Jason Tatum. I agree, but I think it's a it's at least a conversation. Like it's not it's not the most obvious thing. No, and but I, like you know like but like you know if it's Lavert and Jared Allen, right? Both very solid young players. But if it's those two, and then you just throw Tatum into the mix, I just think it dwarfs it so much. Um, I don't, I don't know if it. I wouldn't say it dwarfs it. I mean, Lavert would have been an All Star last year. He's got health problems, but he's damn good. And then, like Jared Allen's a really intriguing player. Like I don't, I don't know if it, if it, if it dwarfs it, and and. We think really highly of Tatum, but you you just never know with this sort of thing. And also, with regards to the Lakers thing, if you're Griffin, it is you, you just don't know who he likes in this draft. You don't know, uh, you know, it's really attractive if he had the first and the fourth and the whatever picks. Like that's just that's damn attractive if you're a GM and you're able to just kind of start over by picking what you want. Um, so I I don't know it's it is up to him though if I were him I agree with you Rich I like Tatum but you never know and you the fact that Smart is going to be included assuming in any Celtics offer like that should like the common Tatum and Smart which should pretty much like top any player package available um, and you wonder if if it if if there isn't as much out there I mean is there any chance that you can get away with not trading Tatum. Um, if you give up everything else but him in terms of like, if you're going to go Brown, Smart, and the Memphis pick, and then one or two picks from this year, then yeah, I think you could conceivably, 
like again depending on what else is out there it's i think it's tougher to like top the other best packages in that sense but maybe they're not out there maybe the lakers have a hint that they're going to get someone in free agency and aren't you know want to have have a trade for bradley beal set up where they give up a lot less what psychopath is joining that that crew right now i mean fair point but (laughs) it's yeah, I don't know. All bets are the Lakers. You never know with them, but other the Knicks too. I guess we're gonna find out again how how good they feel about other players coming in in free agency, or maybe they will feel a sense of urgency to be like, we need to get Davis to ensure that we're gonna land a Durant or whoever else in free agency that we're going after. So from that standpoint, they might be, you know, make life just that much tougher for the Celtics in terms of putting it together a package to get the deal done. Do we, are we, where do you guys stand on where Kyrie is going? Rich, do you have some odds on that? Oh yeah. Let me, let me bring up the odds. I think I have them right here. If not, uh, you guys, oh yeah, I do have them. All right. So, oh, you know what? This is, this is a perfect time to, to talk about our sponsor. <laughs> it is. Thank, Whoa, you for, no thank you for bringing it up. That, that, to- <laughs> that totally slipped my mind, but we do have a sponsor. It's a uh, betonline.ag. Uh, and it's the best place to pace your bets for what's left of the NBA Finals and what's left of the Stanley Cup Finals and all sorts of stuff for baseball. Uh, they have live betting. They have a virtual casino. Uh, betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sportsbook online. If you want to join in the fun and would like to support our podcast, which I know everybody does, please go to clnsmedia.com backslash winning plays. Uh, use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign up, sign up bonus. That is CLNS50. That is betonline.ag. And they're your online sportsbook experts. And in this case, our online sportsbook experts, oddly enough, they're favoring the Knicks right now. So uh, the, the, the bet, the prop bet is Kyrie Irving, first regular season game of the 2019 2020 season. And right now, the favorite's at negative, minus 150, which means if you have to bet $150 in order to get $100 back, the New York Knickerbockers are first. The Nets are second at plus 150. So you bet 100 to get 150. And then the Celtics and the Lakers are, uh, are the next two at, uh, at 10 to 1, basically, plus 1,000. And then I'll, I'll just, it's the last three, there are only three more on the list, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, next is the Mavericks at 16 to 1. Then the Clippers and the Raptors, both 20 to 1. The Raptors? Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors and the Clippers are both on there. I mean, who knows? I mean, they, it's, well, Clippers, Clippers make sense. I, I, I'm like kind of flabbergasted why anyone would. What are the odds for the Raptors? Why? why I'm like twenty to one. Yeah, maybe they try. Maybe they're trying to kiss lightning in a bottle with with them being in the finals. If you, yeah, if you can trick, if you can put them on there and trick a few people into putting some money down, is that even possible? Like, it would have uh, to be a signing trade with the okay. like the Celtics would. I mean, the Celtics, if any team wants, if Kyrie wants to go to a team in a signing trade as possible, the Celtics are going to be all over it. Because right. they want that trade exception, um, yeah. But I would be. I mean, the Raptors I, should not be on that list. So I mean, the yeah. yeah, and the Nets made the trade yesterday, moving Alan Crabb to the Atlanta Hawks um, for Torian Prince. I mean, they they cleared the space to to afford him and potentially another max free agent. Um, and never and then like beyond the space, I just you know the 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 reaction. I think you know within basketball. Has been so 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, right after that trade, Woj tweets that Kyrie Irving has as is pretty serious about the Nets. So it's like, yeah, oh, not a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's looking more. It's clearly the Nets feel good about them getting someone, and they want to obviously have the ability to open up two max slots. With that said, I think they kind of made a preemptive strike in the sense that not a lot of teams have like cap room to rent right now. And so they like pretty much paid a premium to get the Hawks money early here. So two firsts is is a lot. Two firsts, exactly. And doing it two weeks before the draft is pretty preemptive. So it is like nothing's guaranteed, but clearly they have a good vibe about it, um, about getting someone. And then obviously want to sell someone, on the possibility of getting to, uh, you know, a second guy if needed. So I know that this isn't a a Nets podcast, but if you were a Nets fan, would you even be excited? (laughs) Like about Kyrie you're saying, right? Yeah. Like, like, are you like all the Nets fans that I do talk to and, and converse with are like pretty excited about this. But, I mean, they haven't really had much to be excited about in a long time. You're right. Fit. You're not very fit. No, and in any time you you sign a, he hasn't signed you there yet. But anytime you sign a, a max free agent, like it's a, it's obviously a big deal. It says a lot about your franchise and where it's going. But like, what are you? What is your path to? What is your like? Let's say they get, if they get KD, then I guess that's a different. It's a totally different conversation. But let's say they just get Kyrie and either they re-sign D'Angelo Russell or they get like Tobias Harris, who is also rumored to be interested there. Um, like, what is your path to a championship? Like, I, I just... Yeah, but I, I just don't think Kyrie's doing that. I don't think Kyrie's, I don't think Kyrie's going to put himself in another position like Boston. You know, I, th- I, I, I just, I guess my answer is, is I just don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I think if he goes, there's at least one other real big chip that's going with him. Um, in which case, can you imagine if somehow the Nets end up winning a title before the Celtics? I will move out <laughs> to, of the country. To where? Okay. No, like, yeah, I'll be gone. You're, you're also you're also plus 2,000 to move to Toronto. Hey, man, I had a great time there. All right. First two games of the finals was a blast, I gotta say. Um, would not mind living there. Although it was it was pretty chilly, I gotta say. Yeah, and that was June, man. Yeah, so that was <laughs> that was tough. Um it was sweater weather, which come on, it's June. You like you like a good sweater though, don't you? I I do, I do. Um Anyway. But yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but yeah, I I think that I I don't I agree. If it's just Kyrie, I, I don't know how how any team after what just happened with the Celtics could could feel comfortable saying Kyrie Irving, you are our number one star. Lead us to the to the promised land. I I I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that as as an NBA GM. Okay, so then I guess the question is if there is no other star lined up for Brooklyn besides Kyrie. But I think I think KD and and, and Kyrie are gonna or or Jimmy. I, I somehow this is being orchestrated. I, I, there, there's more to it. It can't just be that that that. That uh, Kyrie suddenly just wants to go to Brooklyn. Why it doesn't make sense to me? You're trying I, to find logic with this guy's thinking. I know. Did you guys see the uh, the Reddit post about him maybe being in a cult? 
Do we want to talk about this on the pod? I don't have any problem talking about it, but I understand if maybe you guys don't. Oh, that'll be for my, for my Reddit pod. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think that I think that there's more to it. And I, but I agree with you. I do not, I don't necessarily see the path to the championship. Is it, if it's Kawhi and they bring in Tobias with, because you know what? It's, it's kind of interesting because the nets of last year were so similar to the Celtics of the year before. Just a bunch of uh, you know, no. It's very, very similar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So why? why I don't, so you're going to go and plop, plop him right back in that again? That's a disaster of waiting to happen. It's a lateral move. I think it's why, you know, I, I think the Nets might be a little nervous about the possibility of not getting that second guy, which is why they keep. Maybe it's not them, but I'm pretty sure it's them. Keep pumping to the media that you know D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie would work great, and blah, blah. it's like no, they won't. That would be a no. total disaster. <laughs> oh my and god! Anyone who's watched basketball knows that. So um, they will not play a day together as teammates, and if they do, that would be very, very foolish. Um, so I guess that that kind of pivots really quickly to okay. So if they can't get that second star, if if for whatever reason Kyrie's like I'm, I don't want to play for the Knicks. Like I hate James Dolan. Blah blah blah. Um, he's not down with my Colt. And then, <laughs> um, but but KD is like that's that's I'm one hundred. I'm a thousand percent going there regardless. I don't care. Like what is there any chance that Kyrie looks back at the Celtics and he's like. Is this is this door still open for me? Like, blah blah. blah. Do you think that that is even possible, if you, especially if they have yeah, if already you get traded AD. for AD? Right. That's that's that is a huge part of the AD equation. I feel like from the Celtics, like standpoint, if you, I mean, it's a slippery slope. If you're like, I think a lot of people are done with Kyrie either way. They just want him out. Which, again, I get, but it's also when you look at the championship path um, and just the the risk reward scenario, you. Kyrie, a path involving Kyrie is still the most, you know, optimistic one in terms of eventually getting back to a contender or getting to be a contender right away. So if you think that you can get AD, and you brought this up before, Mike, I feel like a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. like, hey, we trade for AD now. You're going to walk away from AD and a lot of, you know, Kyrie in a healthy year in Horford to go lead a team by yourself and just like the the PR aspect of that. Like, again, not that that would be a huge factor, but at least if you're a Celtics, you can be like, we did everything we could. And yeah, and, and you know, who knows? I don't, know, I don't know how much he makes off, you know, Uncle Drew and a, and a bunch of other things, but you get paid more, right? In Boston. Well, yeah. yeah, but that, I, yes, he would. It's but... just a little aspect. We know it's like, it's, it's not going to be a deciding factor with these guys, it's been proven over and over, right? Yeah, but... I really don't think that the money that players are made paid by their teams is anymore a determining factor which is just like a whole different conversation but you can make one instagram post and make the make up the difference exactly so just like like we get paid for our winning plays pod uh tweets betonline.ag exactly um what if what this is just a pie in the sky thing that i just thought of and should probably have typed into reddit but what if Kyrie? What if Kyrie is doing this whole thing where he's in Brooklyn and he's like going to the club with Brooklyn Nets players, like strictly to send a message to the Celtics? Like, if you hesitate in trading Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis, this is what's going to happen, or, right? Or is he just meant? To, I I personally think that that is really just a like a pie in the sky. But like, like who who knows with this person? I how think. how do you guys view his even his postseason performance against the Bucks? In a different, I mean, it was garbage, right? But like, what, what, like, from a 
You mean a checkout standpoint? Yeah, yeah. Like, is he checking out, like, did he check out on this team? Did he check out, like, I'm done with Boston entirely? He checked out in some form, obviously. But, like, what, again, the, the Celtics need to figure out, like, it's crucial right now. I feel like the, what they're figuring out, like, to, like, why was he checking out? And so you're we, saying maybe the chance that he was, like, saying, I can't do this all by myself, or if like if you, if you can't give me the guys that I want, that like exactly, I'm not even gonna. And uh, yeah, right, sure, that's speculative. I mean, we both we all agree that that something beyond a bad shooting performance was going on. Oh yeah, I mean, like the um, effort, the defense was just. I mean, check. I know, like B Rob, you always touch on the defense, and I always touch on the shot selection. Like, and you're both very right. Like, by the very, way, very <laughs> both. No, we're yeah. both 100 percent right. And like every time I think about that series, all I think I should be thinking about like Giannis and how great he was and all that. Like all I think about is the shots that he took in games, particularly game three. What was the? Yeah, I think it was game three. Either and the closeout game, game five. Like the shots he was taking were just like. I have no. I don't think I've ever seen this before. I was like watching with people in media dining and looking at them and being like, "Oh, like every time he would basically either cross half court with the live dribble or catch a pass off a pin down and be like trapped." I'd be like, "He's gonna shoot this." I don't. It's like zero percent chance he passes the basketball. It was bad. <laughs> it was not good. He was he was worse on defense than offense, and that that says it all for that series. Yeah, and Mike, I'm thinking about your, the way you said about the club, and that, that that could that could make sense too, you know, because you, you know if you're like if you're dating a girl, if there's a breakup, and all of a sudden you're just posting photos of being being out and having so much fun, and just trying to show, yeah, I'm I'm fine, I don't need you. No, go ahead, Rich. No, I mean that that I, I uh, I'm and I I don't even want to really open reopen the door. You know, in my mind, just because I don't know, I, I really do think he's gone. But you know, we've, we've already decided. I did. This, this isn't someone that we can assume anything about. Right. It's almost like if this is what his like mindset was. Do you even want him back anyway? Do you want to continue like this? Yeah. I. I. I yes. Right. Especially for Brad, for someone like Brad, like yeah. what do you want? Do you want? You want to? You want to take back control of your team and be able to do things the the, the way you do want or. You know, and that was the success that he always had, right? Was that there was no one like that under right. Brad Stevens, where he would ever have to kind of cater to. Yes. Um. So yeah, I don't think that he would mind. Yeah, I think I think the one thing we can count on for next year, assuming that Kyrie is gone, is that you know whoever they do sign are going to be like Brad guys. Like I think. Brad swallowed hard this year and like dealt with he's he saw from day one of the preseason like this is going to be a problem and hopefully I can fix it but like he was setting the alarm like after the third preseason game calling guys out like in a press conference after a preseason game which is which is outrageous which is outrageous when you look back at it the fact that like he knew that early that it was that bad and they didn't do anything and they were like, all right, we can figure it out. And they talked themselves into, like, everyone's going to eventually buy in because, yeah, you hope that's what happened in the past and everyone showed they could play a role at an elite level in postseason. But obviously that was not the case. So now they're going to go forward knowing, like, we can't count on that anymore. We need to get the guys that, whether it's the veteran guys that just want to win or willing to accept the roles or the younger guys that don't care it, to have the you know the limelight like those like 
that's why I feel like a guy like Beverly will be number one target in the mid level because that you know he kind of feeds that he's a Brad he'd be a Brad guy. Yeah, he's a he's an every coach guy, but yeah, I, I just like right coachable players. Right. Yeah, I, oh. I I I I feel for Kenny Atkinson. That's all. I mean, right. I mean, exactly. It's like he'll really be. I feel like he'll really be longing for this season and maybe even last season and. Obviously, you want to win, and you the it's an awesome opportunity to coach like high level talent, and he's probably really excited, assuming that he gets Kyrie and maybe another piece. But like, hey, Kyrie, um, like this play, the read on it was to kick to Joe Harris in the corner, and you pulled up with a hand in your face from eighteen feet, and then like two weeks later, Kenny's fired. Like that's probably what's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> So that's a bummer, but I was just um, looking through Reddit for the for the cult post. Do we? Do we, great. we don't. We don't. We don't, don't want to. But we, I didn't find it. That's the good news. But uh, we don't want to touch on the, the latest. Though I think reason five thousand why Paul Pierce should not be on TV anymore. No, I, no. Yeah, okay. no. I have I have a couple of names <laughs> to throw by you guys. Um, in the situation that Kyrie Irving, if the Celtics can find a way to sign and trade him, which I feel like they're going to be. There's, we'll go down this, it's not worth talking too much about, but they're going to eventually, they can get a $20 million exception if they find a team that he's going to go to and that agrees to take him in a sign trade. Essentially, the Celtics would have to add a, like a first round pick or maybe a little bit more in order to get that exception. So it's a, it's a big if. If he goes east, the Knicks and the Nets might just say screw you guys. They have cap space, so they have no incentive to do it. And they might just say, screw you, Celtics. A first-round pick isn't enough. We just want to make sure you're not that good anymore. Mm-hmm. But if they do find a way to do it, if they uh, sweeten up the pot enough, um, a couple of names I wrote about that I want to get your guys' two cents on. Okay. Uh, Drogic. No, thank mm. you. No, thank you. Mm. $19 million, one year left. One year was an all-star, not last year, but the year before. I think he'd be a great fit for the system. How is he defensively? Not great. It's just not. I mean, and I guess it also depends on like what you're. Are we saying like they're still shooting for the moon here? Because this is going to. Yeah, be... you're shooting for the moon. This is with AD. This is with AD. All right, let's. Yeah. Hear, I'll hear the, the next name, and then I'll I'll, I'll be able. To well, so that I am pro, but yeah, you're pro like I'm pro Dragic. Good. Yeah. Um. So that's someone you're gonna probably have to like. The Heat, I feel like they're dumping money. You probably have to maybe give up like a protected first round pick for him, but not much. Um, guys, you can get for free here with an asset. Like, so this is guys that could come back off a bounce back year, um, and you would get an extra first round pick for taking their money. LeBron, <laughs> uh, Tyler Johnson, nah, nope, no. Uh, Rich, I think you brought this one up before. Jeff Teague. I would I roll. With, I, I would roll with Jeff Teague for sure. One year left, making nineteen million. You can probably get a first round pick for taking him. He just had knee surgery, I think. Yeah, he was only played forty two <laughs> games this year. Well, he played. He played under Thibodeau for a few years, right? Right. That's what yeah, happens. That's tough. Uh, but I, I like him. I think he's a, he's I'd... the kind of tough dude that I think if if you're in the playoffs, I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking Jeff Teague over Goran Dragic in the playoffs. Especially, yep. consider, especially with what you need, right? I mean, Dragic is is is, is a scorer. Um, I am, am going to have scores. I, I, I am not 
I like Dragic more than Teague in any setting. But yeah, I've always I've never really been a huge Teague guy, and I still feel like Dragic, even though he's he's up there and he keeps getting hurt and all that. I just think he's a better player. Maybe Big Al and Jeff have a little bit of a relationship from their Atlanta days. Yeah, those were really <laughs> successful times. And they almost knocked off. The, they almost knocked off the future NBA champs. Oh no, Teague wasn't on that team yet. No. Um, Moving on. <laughs> All right, these are ones that I don't have any interest in, but I'll throw them out to you guys anyway. Um, Delicious. Schroeder. Eh, no. No. I don't uh, mind. I wouldn't mind him. Wait, also, what? How? What? I don't understand. So, so these guys, these are all guys, that the common thread here is like, they all make under $20 million. So like, you could, but they could conceivably fit in a trade exception. And this would be... Kyrie would go to the Thunder? No, no, no. So like, you would trade Kyrie. Oh, I feel you, I feel you. I you feel and you, it would create you, the trade exception. And then, I got you. Wait, wait, ex- explain it real quick, Bureau, for everyone that's listening. So, so yeah, it's NBA... Salary cap rules suck, but uh, the the long and the short of this, essentially, the Celtics, when you're over the cap, and if you trade someone for to a, a team that's under the cap, um, and you don't take any money back as part of that deal, you create a trade exception, which is essentially like a placeholder. So, like, Kyrie's last year's salary was $20 million, so you would get a placeholder for $20 million where you can take one guy into that spot who makes that amount of money or less for a year in any kind of trade. So essentially it like, it lets you trade for a guy without having to match the salaries is essentially so you could trade picks or you could just, if someone just wants to dump a guy to you, you can just take them. Uh, it's just a way to add talent without having to give up anything on your current roster. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. I wasn't paying attention. Good. But yes. Now I know. Um, Reggie Jackson. Mm-mm. No. And yeah, that's it. And then D'Angelo is D'Angelo. Like I can't imagine a sign and trade of Brooklyn involving him. But who I, knows? I like. Yeah, D'Angelo is really fascinating to me. Seeing some of the teams that uh, Shams reported would have interest in him, like uh, Utah, Indiana, Orlando. Like I just, I think he, I think as he's played his last game in Brooklyn, and it'll be really interesting to see where he goes from here. But I also do not think he will come to the Celtics. D'Angelo Oladipo would be interesting, but I but he's D'Angelo's one of those guys where his value takes a big hit if he doesn't have the ability to do what he did a lot last year, which was kind of be like Kyrie Jr. Right, like high usage, high volume. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess and he he does have the ability to play off the ball if he needs to, but uh, he needs to really dominate the flow to to be his best. That's why I'm thinking. Like at first, my my initial reaction was like Oladipo and, and D'Angelo. That'd be exciting, but. I don't know. I think that you're probably losing a little bit of Oladipo in that. Right. I love the Russell Mitchell combo. Ooh. That's like oh, I'm, boy. I think Utah would be really fascinating if that were to happen. But yeah. I like that too. And all their teammates would hate playing. <laughs> get the ball twice. Well, you got one guy that your center and even favors, right? The guys don't even care about getting the ball. That's so perfect about yeah. it. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I have for that category. It's a that's again, the Celtics might they'll be lucky if they have that option to get even one of these guys via that route because I feel like the odds of them being able to get a signing train out of Kyrie are pretty low. I feel like these guys were were, were your two's last picks, but Teague and Schroeder would be my my first two there. 
Over Drogic? Schroeder over Drogic? Yeah. Dude, you got to watch some Drogic watch film. Drogic. He's, I've, he's I've, good. I, yeah, I've, I've watched plenty, but he's, uh, I don't know. Plays hard. Lefty. Feisty. By the way, Schroeder and Teague both play very hard. Doug. And I'm sorry. Doug. On defense? Stop. I didn't catch the 22 games that uh, Dragic started this year. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to send Rich some Drogic and Phoenix oh, tapes. Believe me. And, I... I, um, I, I B Rob, that was twenty fourteen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not doubting that he is one of the best, probably fifty basketball players in the world. Like he's a he's a very talented basketball player. I just I don't know. I I, I would considering what you'd already have. I like those sort of greedy guys that don't even need to shoot the ball. You know, they can just stir up. Especially if you're losing Marcus Smart. Um, I think those two guys represent a little bit of that. They they do a little bit more. Jeff Teague. No. What are, what are we even talking about? <laughs> Jordan Dragic is not a winning plays guy for me. I would take. Oh two. my god! Oh, what are on, you talking man. about, dude? He's he gets his tooth knocked out like once every three weeks. So that's a winning play. Getting injured? yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna is make it... you watch some Jeff Teague tape. Yeah, dude. Jeff Teague. Come on. Like, I don't want to be like just trash Jeff Teague right now, but you're you're kind of forcing my hand here. Like I Jeff Teague averaged 12 points and eight assists this year. Doug, Doug, come on. 30 minutes a game. That's pretty solid. Only 30 years old. I'll take him, but he's not. He just doesn't play defense. Like, uh, Drogic doesn't play good defense either, but I'll take Drogic on D over Teague. Really? I'm not, I get maybe I'm not informed enough about Teague's defense. I thought he was a little bit uh, a little bit grittier. But um, I mean, maybe he will be in the right spot. Like, maybe, again, Minnesota, like, that was a pretty miserable environment, I feel like. Um, sure, I get it. Like, one more, chance to, one more chance to compete. Yeah. He did, and I mean, the like offensively, he's a great fit in terms of the pat, like unselfish, getting into the into the paint. Um, he'd be great from that standpoint, but we'll see. We'll have plenty of time to uh, go through these options more if uh, if and when they uh, uh, doomsday comes for. I say when they hopefully don't arise. If, yeah, <laughs> hopefully when they don't arise. But um, that'll be it for now for us. We will uh, be back with you guys next week as we inch closer to the NBA draft as the decision day approaches for Anthony Davis and to see where the next Kyrie, what's the next big Kyrie scoop going to be? What's the next? I think we've, I think it's, I think this this is is it. it. Yeah. We've, we've maxed out. Unless there's another cult post, but for now it's just, (laughs) it's just the Nets. (laughs) We'll stay tuned for that. Rich, you get on Reddit and see what you can find on there. (laughs) I always do. (laughs) We'll get you guys next week. Thanks.